Oh, the Pelicans fell in ugly fashion to the Chicago Bulls in their third preseason game. But what does a game like that actually mean in preseason without your two best players? We'll take a look at that one coming up in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And can the team bounce back against the Utah Jazz? What am I watching for in this one tonight? Let's get into it all in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here to start off a week, we've got the final preseason game tonight. We'll preview that against the Utah Jazz. What am I watching for? What do the Pelicans need to do in this one? That's going to be in the third segment of today's show. And we're going to recap the, the pretty rough loss to the Chicago Bulls on Friday night and then talk about like what, what's it mean, right? What does it mean to lose by basically 40 points to a team that is going kind of all out when your team's not going all out? And let's take a look at that in the second segment of today's show. Thank you very much also for making Lockdown Pelicans, your first listen every single day, free and five days a week. No one else coming to you like that and available on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. So let's dive into the game, a 121-85 loss for the Pelicans on the road against the Chicago Bulls and in some sort of like pride hurting fashion to Lonzo Ball. And let's get this out of the way. Lonzo Ball had a very good game in this one. He kind of looked like his Pelican self of old. He didn't shoot the ball much outside of three, but he was five of six from three. Finished with five rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block. No turnovers for him. 19 points on the night. Just like an efficient 25 minutes of action. But we know he doesn't always have that three-point shot. It's a little bit up and down. But you could see that this Chicago Bulls team, and they did this in their first preseason game, and we talked about it in the preview, right, when they played the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're clearly trying to really use this preseason to kind of put it all together. They're playing their starters pretty significant minutes for preseason. They're running regular rotations. They have their sights set on not just being a play-in tournament team, but a playoff team and a significant one, given the moves they've made this past season and the money that they spent this offseason they were going to come out incredibly incredibly hard in this one to try and win the game and they did look when you're starting Lonzo Ball Zach Levine DeMar DeRozan Vucevic and Javante Green four of those guys are high quality NBA guys depending on how you view Lonzo Ball three and a half something like that they should smoke New Orleans right when they're not playing with Zion Williamson or Brandon Ingram when you have 50 points on the bench should this go a different direction but we'll talk about what that means coming up because the Pelicans in this one there's a trend that's developing with them they started this game slowly particularly offensively right it took they 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 went 0 for 10 for their first 10 three-pointers before finally making one the rookie Trey Murphy they need to improve their three-point shooting this year the first three preseason games, I hit the mic here, that we've seen have been a little bit dicey when it comes to some of the three-point shooting, if not for good performances from rookie Trey Murphy. So they've started off slowly in three straight games. At that point, it's a little bit concerning to see. 
you know, no Zion, you had BI in one of them, and they're still kind of coming off like this. Now, part of this is the starting lineup they used in this game, like they need to make a, a change in this one. You can't keep playing Garrett Temple 18 minutes in this one. You have Devontae Graham who's still trying to kind of figure out his way, but he struggled in this one. He was just two of eight from the field, one of five from three. That's where he's got to make his money, right? And just two assists to go along with three turnovers. Five points for him on the night was pretty bad. Nikhil Alexander-Walker kind of pressed it a little bit too much. He's looked pretty good overall. Like, we've been really happy with him in these first two preseason games, but he's 3 of 15 in this one. 1 of 7 from deep. 3 rebounds, just 1 assist. He finished with 7 points. New Orleans in the first half only scored 38 total points. They had more turnovers than assists, right? This was bad overall. Just no one could get anything going it's a concern. Yes, you can rely on Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, but you still need these other guys to be able to step up. And when your starting backcourt kind of gets smoked like that, right? They were combined 5 for 23 in this game. I'm going to be a little bit worried. They cannot, some of these guys, particularly Nikhil, cannot be up and down this year. You're going to need to rely on them. And if you've got a guy like Willie Green looking at him to lead the second unit, you got to be able to step up in a situation like this because you're playing with second unit guys as the starters. It's kind of that simple, right? So there's a couple of trends we've seen. They finished with 18 turnovers on the night. Turnovers have definitely been a problem for New Orleans outside of, you know, part of the game against the Orlando Magic. That's not good. The three-point shooting was bad. They finished 8 of 39 in this one, a shade over 20%. That's not going to get it done. And then these guys that needed to step up just didn't. You know, Trey Murphy, I thought, was okay enough. He was 3 of 7 from deep in this one, 10 rebounds, 17 points, 10 rebounds. He had the double-double there. Got to the line, too. I'd said in the preview for this one, they were going to try and run him off the line, and you weren't going to see him take, like, 10 plus threes again. Seven's still a good bit. Hitting three of them's good, and he tried to score in other ways and showed that he can at least impact the game in other ways. That was really good. Jonas Valanciunas also had an off-shooting night, 5 of 12 from the field in this one, just 14 points from him. Didn't really contribute a ton on the boards. You had Josh Hart give you a bunch of nothing going 0 for 3 from 3. Those were his only shots of the game. That was a little bit rough. And then Billy Hernan Gomez really, really struggled. They didn't get a lot of center production in this game. 0 for 4, two turnovers, but really should have had like four or five turnovers, just his hands not being able to hold on to the ball, but those turnovers being credited to the guards. It was just like a, a night to forget. So what do we make of a loss like this, right? Is this just preseason? It doesn't mean anything. Or is there some truth to this game? And was this a bit of a wake-up call for New Orleans? Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Sleeper. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. Made no sense, and there's just no strategy to it. Basically, if you want to win your matchup... You just got to make sure you're playing. your guys have more games. If you've got player one and player two and player one's playing three or four games that week, your other guy's playing two, you know which one you're starting. It's, it's really that simple. You're going to just play the guys that play the most games. No strategy to it. You don't really need to think. You're kind of on autopilot and it becomes busy work, right? Set your lineup every single day and that's kind of it. And then if you miss a week and you're just kind of behind the eight ball like that because we have lives and setting your lineup and checking everything every single day can be tough. 
You're already out of the season. You stopped paying attention. You've wasted your money. It's not fun anymore. Well, Sleeper has cracked the fantasy basketball code, and it's with Game Picks, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Picks, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. So you won't lose anymore because your opponent had more games than you, and it was simple luck of the schedule, right? No more mindless daily busy work. No more kind of mailing it in throughout the season because you're tired of said busy work. You get to dive into player matchups, home and away, opponent defensive ranking, pace, things like that to build out a weekly strategy. So whether you prefer Redraft Keeper or Dynasty, Game Picks has you covered and it's really kind of cracking the fantasy basketball code. It's similar to fantasy football. You build out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work. So if you love more strategy in your fantasy games, you're going to love Game Picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all of the other good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a way that's simple to get all of that entertainment you love without all of the hassle, and it's a great way to get your TV finally together. And it's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. For, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And they have Bally Sports New Orleans. So if you're looking for a streaming solution to watch the Pelicans, Direct TV stream has it. So no more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, thanks for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. Free, free, and available five days a week on all platforms for y'all. Only show talking all things Zion, Brand Ingram, and Pelicans like this. And if you want to get a little bit more about the Saints, make sure you listen to Locked On Saints as your second listen. Making sense of that win over the Washington football team. Sean Payton trusting Jameis Winston. I love it. Host Ross, ja- Ross Jackson is going to be breaking it all down for you over at Locked On Saints. All right, so the Pelicans got blown out against the Chicago Bulls, 121.85. Do we read anything into this, right? Like, is there any kind of takeaway that you want to think about this? You know, I've seen a lot of people be like, well, it's preseason, it doesn't matter, right? Okay, to an extent. No Zion, no Brandon Ingram. Again, the Chicago Bulls starting their starters against the Pelicans who have are missing 50 points combined from those two. They should blow them out. Yes, that's also true. But look, the starting backcourt's gotta be better. These guys are going to be going up against starters this season. So looking at the Pelican starters versus the Bulls starters, and look, the Bulls starters are better than New Orleans. Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine are better than the Keel Alexander Walker and Devontae Graham. Even if you don't like Lonzo Ball, and I wasn't a huge fan of him here in New Orleans for kind of what he was and what we wanted him to be, and for the money, sure, let him walk. You still need a better performance from your backcourt in comparison to that. The Pelicans were 5 of 23. They were 2 of 12 from 3. That's bad. They finished with 12 total points and just three assists. That's your starting backcourt, just three assists. Uh Uh-uh. Even with point Zion, even with point Brandon Ingram, that's not what you're going to need out of them. They need to play better than that, right? Lonzo Ball made more threes than the Pelicans starting backcourt by more than double. He had five made threes. The fact that they've been kind of 
off Devontae Graham over these three games. Nikhil looked good, but then really struggles in his first test against other you know starters or a decent starting backcourt that wasn't you know kind of rookies and young guys with the um, Orlando Magic. That's a problem. That's a concern to look at. The fact that this team was so out of sorts and is still turning the ball over, despite having kind of like veterans everywhere, that's not ideal. The fact that Valanciunas couldn't really get going, even though he should have had an advantage down low, that's a concern. And he even said it after the game himself. This was kind of a cold shower, was his quote. A wake-up call for New Orleans that there's still a lot of work to do, and they still need a lot of things to go right for them and guys to step up if they really want to just not be a play-in tournament team or even get out of the play-in tournament into the playoffs. So I do think there is stuff to read in this, right? If Nikhil is going to be leading a second unit or being a starter, he needs to play better than this. We saw this from him last season. He'd have good performances, then one to forget. Good performance, then one to forget. That's not going to work for New Orleans this year. They need him to be above average. They need him to be an above average starter, maybe kind of leading a bench unit. We'll see. They need more three-point shooting. They haven't really shown a lot of that outside of Nikhil at times and Trey Murphy. Josh Hart hasn't been hitting threes. Devontae Graham, their big free agent signing that they traded a first-round pick, lottery protected, they need him to be better. This was a concern watching them play that way against other starters. Yeah, you're going to have Zion out there, right? You're going to have B.I. That's certainly going to help. And it's going to also help those guys a little bit, too. Some of the Nikhil passes, the Devontae Graham passes to a guy like Billy Hernan Gomez, where he just couldn't handle the ball at all, that's going to help a whole, whole lot. Getting Zion in there instead of him, who can just get the ball, seal his man, and score, they're going to get the assist numbers will go up. You know, even same for Jackson Hayes, as much as he struggled in that opening preseason game against Carl Anthony Towns before turning his ankle, he'll be better. And I think they'll get a little bit more depth at the front court at center, which is going to kind of minimize some of this. But the three point shooting is still very real. And if Nikhil's going to be playing with the second unit, he's going to need these guys, you know, to make these guys better, or he's going to have to try and do it himself. He had a lot of out of control drives to the rim just trying to score. That might happen with a second unit, and that's a concern. The sloppiness, the turning the ball over for that .5 second offense that Willie Green wants to run where you need to make a decision in .5 of what you're doing, basically, you, you got to make the right one. <laughs> Otherwise, leading it into turnovers is going to kill your defense. It kills your offense, and you finish with 85 points on the night in a game that eh, you should have been better than this. I wasn't expecting them to win this. Also, Chicago is really treating this like a regular season game. But it needed to be a little bit more. You look at this and it's just like, who, who stood out, right? Garrett Temple shouldn't be playing that many minutes for this team right now. He played more minutes than Kyra Lewis Jr. At least try something different, right? Maybe more Herb Jones, something like that would have been really helpful. Though Najee Marshall was at least good in this one with 16.7 boards, but he didn't make a three. There's concern because, look, they're still going to get open three-point shots around Zion. They can't convert them. We're looking at a lot of last season where the offense just kind of falls apart and teams are really able to key in on Zion and what are you going to do? So, yeah, I do think there's takeaways in this. You know, a lot of you can't say a guy like Nikhil, you know, oh, it's just preseason, whatever. When he's done well in the first two preseason games, we're giving him a lot of credit. Me like, look at him taking the leap. Then if he doesn't play well, you can't just ignore that, right? And it can't be up and down for him this season. At least Trey Murphy made some threes, and maybe that's kind of the one thing for a silver lining that you want to look at with this team. But, man, they kind of struggled in in every aspect of this. Just seven fast break points because they couldn't really stop Chicago, couldn't get out and run, 
And again, in the half court, they might struggle a little bit, even with Zion, even with Brandon Ingram, especially if that three ball isn't falling. So this was just kind of one of those games that it was bad and it should be a little bit eye-opening and it should make you a little bit concerned as a Pelicans fan, but it also is preseason. The Bulls were really trying much harder than New Orleans, but that also leads to another thing, right? If you have their starting backcourt coming in, trying to prove a point and playing at a high level, you need to elevate your game. You can't be slopping. You can't kind of be lackadaisical like the starting backcourt was at times, playing out of control. You can't do that. you got to match them. They did not do that. And that's the third straight slow start for New Orleans. So something needs to change, hopefully, tonight against the Utah Jazz. Let's preview that game coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Built Bar. I ate one of these things every single day for lunch because they're the best tasting protein bar out there. I don't like a big heavy lunch. I want like a little bit of something to kind of keep me going, help keep me focused, keep me from getting hungry. That's not going to just weigh me down, make me sluggish, make me need a nap because it was like greasy, heavy food. Bill bars are kind of perfect for that. I eat one of these things every single day in the office. I've been breaking into my old stash of the churro puff bars, which by the way, it's a special limited time flavor. They're on sale again. I highly recommend them. They're light, they're airy, they're like cinnamony, chocolatey. You're going to have no idea that these things are good for you. So whether you love the raspberry, the mint brownie, the double chocolate, the salted caramel, whatever it is, Built Bars are the best tasting one out there. And if you haven't tried them all, you can get a mix box where you're going to get two of each of the nine different flavors. And these things are healthy for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories between 130 and 180, only 4 to 5 grams sugar, only 4 to 5 grams net carbs, all delicious, all tasty, all healthy. You can go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And go there now because they have the churro puff bars, and you don't want to miss out on those things. All right, thank you very much for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. Again, don't forget, Locked On Saints, make it your second listen, also free, also five days a week. They finally trusted Jameis Winston and let him throw the ball downfield, and it led to good things. He's going to break it all down as the Saints head into their bye week. Who's coming back healthy? What is this team going to look like the rest of the season? Because they kind of hit this win, get some time off. Now what's it all going to look like? And Ross Jackson's going to be covering it over at Locked On Saints. And coming up later this week on Locked On Pelicans, where are the Pelicans' strengths going to be this year? Where are their weaknesses going to be this year? We're going to do an episode on each of those as this is the final preseason game tonight against the Utah Jazz. For New Orleans, no Brandon Ingram, no Jackson A's, and of course, no Zion Williamson. So they're missing kind of some of the same guys here. So what are we watching for in this one, right? I'm not going to focus a ton on the Jazz and what they're doing because they haven't had Rudy Gobert play in either of their two preseason games. They're 0-2. They've had Donovan Mitchell in one of them. They haven't looked particularly good in any of those two preseason games when you only have you know some of your guys and not your stars playing. It's kind of to be expected, similar to New Orleans against the Chicago Bulls. But this is kind of a bounce back game, right? Don't get off to a slow start. Like, please don't get off to a slow start and make this a trend all season long. Don't start the game off playing on the back foot for the rest of those three quarters, trying to mount a comeback, using up that energy that could be spent towards building a lead and maintaining a lead. So, 
Play with crisp basketball to start and get good play out of your starting backcourt. We need to see this from them. We need to see Devontae Graham nailing some threes. We need to see Nikhil Alexander getting closer to that 20-point mark because he does need to take over games when Zion and B.I. are going to be out because conceivably he's going to be playing some with the second unit where he's going to be the star. And he can't have bad, inefficient shooting nights when he's with those second units. So you want to see a good night out of him, some more production. You'd also like to see Valanciunas feast. I don't know if Rudy Gobert's playing in this one or not. Their injury report isn't kind of showing anything like that. Might be rest. Who knows? But if he's not in there, you've got to have Valanciunas kind of be the focal point for a little bit and try and beat up the Jazz inside and get him into some rhythm and some of these other guys used to playing with him too because he can be a high usage guy that punishes teams down low. And for the love of God, will someone else make three-point shots in this one other than Trey Murphy and Nikhil? Like anyone other than Devontae Graham too. We need that from him. But Josh Hart would be great to see him hit just like two threes. A guy like Najee Marshall who conceivably could be a starter too as they kind of figure this out. Make some threes. And Willie Green as the head coach. Change the starting lineup. Do not start Garrett Temple in this one. Don't go with the same group that for two games has gotten off to a really, really slow and sluggish start. Do something different because I'm kind of worried that Garrett Temple is going to be playing significant minutes for New Orleans this year. And frankly, no. Like, there's no reason to do that, particularly when he's not giving you much production at this point in time, even in preseason. So that's what I'm watching for. Let me know in the YouTube comments below what you're watching for. The comments have been fun. It's a great way to interact with you all as well. So please subscribe to Locked on Pelicans on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And let me know what you're watching for in tonight's game in the comments below. So thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen, by the way, Locked on Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available on all platforms. As as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.